Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines, where we discuss both the day-to-day and one-of-a-kind issues facing real estate managers. Our topic today is diversity, equity, and inclusion, and I'm here with IREM's Senior Director of DEI, Charles Kellum. Welcome, Charles. We're so glad to have you here at IREM. Hey, Suzanne. I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me to join the podcast. So, Charles, first, I was hoping we could discuss this position at IREM and your background. Tell me a little bit about you and your experience. Yeah, so um, while I am new to the real estate space, I've been doing uh, DEI work on an organizational capacity for over 10 years. Most of my experience has been in higher education. So I worked at uh, Northwestern University, most notably, but also Ohio Wesleyan and George Mason Universities, leading um, campus-wide initiatives to ensure that students in particular, but later in my career, also faculty and staff, not just felt included, but that the university could identify and measure objective strategies and actions that they were taking to ensure inclusion and to make sure that a culture of inclusion was thriving. Um, I've got a significant amount of training and um, expertise building, I guess you could say, from a variety of different organizations, um, the Social Justice Training Institute, specialized institutes within within um, Northwestern, some nonprofit organizations such as Men Can Stop Rape out in DC. Um, so a lot of my focus and specialty has been around issues of race, gender, and sexual orientation. Um, but it's really important to me, and I've, I've tried to focus on all forms of diversity, including things like ability status, uh, socioeconomic status, um, body size, religion, um, not just race, but also ethnicity, nationality, and beyond. So I'm um, also spent a year as a consultant doing um, diversity organizational work for both for-profit and nonprofit entities. Um, I've worked with banks, healthcare organizations, artistic organizations. Um, and so now I'm really excited to be learning about real estate management and uh, trying to bring what I can to, to IRM and uh, the profession as a whole. That's wonderful. And I, it sounds like you have quite a few um, great frameworks to to pick up and apply here to our industry, which we're really excited about. Um, it, to that point, DE&I initiatives have really come to the forefront over the last few years. Could you speak to some of the best practices and principles that you've seen, that you've applied, and that organizations should really follow in this regard? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think there are three things that I always try to tell leaders or just anyone interested in DEI from an organizational standpoint to keep in mind. The first is to spend time identifying your values and your boundaries around diversity work. Um, there's a quote that I really love from Patrick Lencioni, who is like a organizational development uh, theorist and consultant. Um, he has a book called The Advantage, uh, which is about organizational health. And he has a quote in there that essentially says, organizations find their values when they know the things for which they're willing to be punished. And especially around DEI, uh, so much of it is values-based work. So much of it has an intangible outcome that can be hard for folks to measure, especially consistently with their own internal resources. It's important for leaders to spend time thinking, this is why you know racial justice matters to us. This is why reviewing our hiring practices matter to us. Uh, this is why ensuring we have pay equity regardless of folks um, gender or gender expression is important, and this is what we're willing to do to get there. So that's the, the first part is really identifying your values and your boundaries. How far are you willing to go? What resources do you have available? And how long can you commit them? Um, and that brings me to the second point, which is really committing for the long haul. 
I think oftentimes, even today, leaders think of DEI as some type of special initiative that they'll do for a little bit and see how it's working out. Um, but to see any kind of meaningful change with your DEI practice, especially around things like hiring or culture, it can really take at least three to five years before you really see some meaningful change, uh, which makes sense when you think about it from a culture capacity or organizational capacity. And so being able to commit for the long haul, recognizing that change doesn't happen overnight, uh, right, especially when we're talking about social inequality, these are issues that go back at least decades if they um, don't go back to the beginning of our country in some ways. And so expecting that things will just change after a few months or, you know, we hired this one person who's going to lead our DEI initiatives and we expect to see meaningful outcomes within the first year. I don't know how realistic that is. So you have to be able to commit for the long haul and recognize that meaningful change takes time, especially with um, when we're talking about systems of inequality and oppression. And then finally, I like to encourage folks to move beyond representation and really focus on reducing oppression, uh, reducing forms of exclusivity and inequality um, that their organization may or may not be contributing to, whether consciously or unconsciously. You know, here at IRM, uh, just in the last few years, we launched the DEI strategy. And in that is a definition of equity that includes uh, that we see equity as identifying and removing unintended barriers that may impede access and success. Uh, we recognize that folks are not always starting at the same place when it comes to access and success. And so we recognize that we have to kind of right fit what resources are needed for different peoples, different populations, different programs. Um, and so if you're only thinking about DEI in terms of representation, you know, questions like how many people of color work for an organization or um, does everyone retain at the same amount based on their identities, that's only the beginning. You really have to go beyond that to say, what are the factors creating these inequalities? What um, opportunities, resources do we have to impact those factors? And again, how long are we willing to commit to trying to make a change? What are our values around that? So identifying values and boundaries, committing for the long haul, and then focusing on reducing oppression, removing barriers, rather than just representation. I think for any organization, but especially as we you know, are focused on real estate management, those are the three principles, best practices that I recommend. And so those three principles will have very clear benefits and maybe some other benefits that we don't even necessarily think of. What benefits do these initiatives bring to organizations and, and really beyond to the community? Yeah, so I mean, there are definitely a lot. I think the culture of your organization, your reputation for your clients, your customers, and for our world as it is today, really. Um, there is lots of data out that shows that more diverse, more inclusive organizations are more innovative, um, and they can have a greater impact in the world than, than others. Um, but really, I think we've reached a point in our our nation's trajectory, our world history, where not being inclusive is just um, uh, not really acceptable anymore, right? I think that we reached a point where you have more to lose by not thinking about DEI than you do uh, by thinking about it, by having some type of intentional strategy or priority. Uh, so beyond benefits as like an incentive on why you should do it or why you should be more thoughtful about it, I think it's really become like a requirement for many organizations. We know that up and coming talent today, whether it be millennials or beyond Gen Z and others, really see having a robust diversity, equity, and inclusion policy and practices as a requirement for anywhere they want to work. We know that, um, well, I shouldn't say we know, but there's a lot of research and data that shows the more um, 
talented a person is, depending on like their education and background, the more they expect to see those types of things. Um, and I think just in general, we've reached a point where folks want to see their uh, employer, the services that they use, the businesses that they frequent, um, making some type of positive impact in the world. And if they don't see that, they feel less encouraged to want to engage. So more than benefits, I really think we've reached a point where DEI is almost a requirement or an expectation for folks just to be able to keep up and compete uh, within our business world today. It's such a nice shift that we're finally seeing. So specifically at IROM, we're working on some of these initiatives and programs. We launched our new DEI skill badge for property managers earlier this year. What else would you like to preview for us, Charles? Yeah, so, um, you know, this is month two for me at IRM. So in many ways, still getting my, my feet underneath me. But we do have uh, a good idea of some activities, initiatives coming up in the near future. Um, first, in early 2023, I'll be sending out a survey to the majority of our members uh, just about their experiences around DEI with IRM, things that they want to see, and just kind of doing a temperature check of our DEI initiatives in general. Uh, so we really want people to keep their eyes out for that survey again early 2023 and ask them to participate it should only take about 10 minutes but it's really going to generate some important and crucial data for us to inform our strategies going forward uh, I've also taken over the diversity um, and inclusion succession initiative also known as DC this is a long-standing recognition program at IRM um, celebrated at the global summit and I am partnering with the foundation to expand that program uh, to be even more inclusive and hopefully create more opportunities and more pathways for folks interested in receiving their CPM or just furthering their uh, career within the profession. Uh, applications will still open around the same time uh, next year, early next year, um, but we're really excited for that program to expand and, like I said, create even more pathways for folks to um, find their way in our profession. And then finally, uh, you know, Suzanne, I'm going to be partnering with you to try to develop some new trainings and resources. I really want to find and create um, evergreen resources, uh, guidebooks, uh, resource guides, one pagers, things that people can print off and hold on to or find easily within our, our website and other places um, as resources for their own DI practice, whether it's within their own organization, within their volunteer role at IRM, or maybe just for themselves as their own professional development. Uh, so really excited to continue trying to figure out what that'll look like with your area and hoping to launch that by the mid of 2023, I think too. That will be wonderful. I'm so excited to offer this type of content to the membership. And of course, our global summit is happening now in Dallas. I'm excited that we again have a DEI focused education session this year with wheelchair user Brett Heising. That will be on Thursday at 8.30 a.m. on removing barriers to accessibility. Charles, what else do you have going on at the summit this year that you'd like to share? Yeah, so the main thing is going to be uh, we are hosting a DEI-focused reception on Tuesday the 18th at 4.45 p.m. Uh, that's going to be the same day as the kickoff and uh, actually right after the kickoff. The formal title of it is Celebrating Culture, Embracing Community. And this is really just a low-stakes opportunity for folks interested in DEI, uh, maybe our members of color, LGBTQ plus members, folks with disabilities, or anyone who's just uh, significantly interested in diversity, equity, and inclusion to come together, build some community network a little bit, um, and then we'll be asking for a little bit of your feedback in terms of what you want to see from our initiatives in the future. It's kind of like a preview of the survey, but more than anything, an opportunity for folks to just come together in the same space, see one another connect, and uh, maybe build some new relationships for the future. I'm also personally really excited for the um, Removing Barriers to Accessibility workshop that you were talking about on Thursday. Um, I've heard good things about Brett, so I'm excited to hear what he has to say. 
It's going to be a great week. Uh, Charles, thank you so much for your time. We're excited to see what you'll bring to the Institute and to the real estate management industry at large. Thank you again, Charles. Yeah, thank you, Suzanne. Really appreciate it. Visit irem.org for more knowledge to take on real estate management's most dynamic challenges. That's www.irem.org.